the views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily <laughs> yeah. reflect the views and opinions. These people of this don't podcast. actually agree with each other. <laughs> <laughs> The phone did, for, man. for goodness I sakes, man. Be professional. This is a professional podcast. We do things professionally. But they put in somewhere on Maple Island, I believe. They got all the way down into the swamp flats in the middle of the night, lost. This is why America's going to collapse. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the river came back. It has around nothing to circle. do with fascism. Nope. It has nothing to do with, with totalitarianism. We're done. It has nothing to Fold do it with. up. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> we had a good run. <laughs> what? Let's do it. Oh. So ready? Uh, I'm ready for bed. Jumping on the crazy train. Just realized I could cut through here instead of walking all the way around the hey, house. Look, you could. Hey, we're recording. That means you're on the podcast. Woo woo! Uh, yeah. Welcome to the Undignified Welcome to the Undignified Christianity podcast. podcast. Welcome to the Undignified Christianity podcast. Say hello to my sister. Welcome to the... Well, well, welcome, welcome to <laughs> the... Welcome. Uh, can you get up? <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Undignified Christianity podcast. <laughs> I am happy. Um... Yeah, well, if you made it, <laughs> she's still having a hard time door. for that door. Good job! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> if you made it past the last episode, <laughs> Good job! She's on the podcast! <laughs> she finally got the door shut. She finally got it shut. That was my sister trying to run in terror at being recorded on the podcast. Oh, man. Welcome to the Undignified Christianity Podcast. The show where we just wish that something, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's time to change that. Yeah. We did. I concur. It's too fluid. It's too fluid. Yep. Yep. We're, we could do like a, where we wish, what we, the smart, uh, we, uh, yeah. Uh, your Uncle Mick suggested me today that we just give it a new name every week, like the Inappropriate Christianity <laughs> Podcast. The, uh, Welcome uh, to Superfluous the- <laughs> Christianity <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Deal. Uh, thanks, Will. That was a good idea. <laughs> yep. 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 Today we're gonna be called. Today is the letter A. <laughs> so the Jared, depression, the depressive Christianity podcast. <laughs> Jared and I have uh, liquored up on the re- coffee. Liquored up on the coffee. Yeah. Liquored I guess that up. could be misinterpreted. I just meant to like. I was gonna say I am not drinking we were, Irish coffee right now, and no, it makes me a little sad now that you suggested it. You're welcome. But you know. We're ready to go for round two. For tonight? For tonight. Round two for tonight, which but is round one for you guys two. on episode 19. So are we going to continue the conversation, or are we going no. to... Uh... Pick something new. All right, so... I have an opener, but it kind of ties into our last conversation. Oh, we can't tie it. We can only have a conversation once in our entire lives. Go. Go. So, sinking feelings. Uh-huh. You describing how you felt about like our leaving yeah. Afghanistan made me think of a sinking feeling. Yeah, and I didn't want to say it at the time because it is like, well, yeah, it is. But I'm working on that dam in my backyard. Yeah. in the creek, and I started it, and then I didn't like. I knew water was a powerful thing. <laughs> Did it suck you under a little oh. bit? <laughs> so without any heavy rains, I start this project and I'm only backing the water up maybe two inches. And I poured in these sidewalls and I poured in concrete around them thinking I need to prevent washout yeah. for these walls that I just put two, you have an two to three feet into the bed of the creek. Yeah. And it washes out a little bit. I'm like, crap. And it, it actually didn't wash out around the edges. It washed underneath. Yeah. So then I go get house wrap. And I put house wrap under it, pour rocks under it, it stops washing underneath. We get all the torrential rainstorms the other day, and it flows over just like it should. But it's flowing over so powerfully that it digs out underneath mm-hmm. again. Uh-huh. Sinking, sinking feeling. That, that was terrible. I thought you were going to tell me that you were going to be smart enough to try and like go and fix it whilst the torrential downpour was no, I just there and it like sucked you under. For like four days, yeah. I had to watch it erode away. And now I have a hole. My <laughs> creek in general is about 12 inches deep at the deepest. Yeah. It's four and a half feet. 
feet deep on the downstream side of my dam now. Jeez. So you have a reverse dam. Yeah. <laughs> you have the lake under the dam. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Wonderful. Gonna, I don't know how I'm going to fix this. So we went, uh, speaking of dams, we put in at Croton Dam in a canoe and kayak today. <laughs> how did that revolve itself? <laughs> so, okay. So the last time I told the story, you guys gave me a hard time. So let me see if I can. You took five minutes. Let me see if I can Jared this story. All right. We went canoeing. Left one <coughs> car, left a car at the end, drove the canoes in the truck to the beginning, left the end car keys in the truck and went down the river. <laughs> good? Yeah. Like that was like seven seconds. Well done. But you like, there was good so, and faithful much, so much more good stuff. I knew that. Somehow you found your way out of that wormhole. But am I allowed but, to tell how we got out? I got or? a call this afternoon saying, yeah. hey, uh, Joe. And he describes what the situation so, to No, me. here. Here, let's put him in another bind. Who did you call first? Him or me? Ooh. So <laughs> we're on the river. You're checking the time. Like 15 minutes Let me before. check the time on my phone here. Because I also now, wait, got a time call out, from time Before you look. Before you look. Oh, no, I, we're looking. But no, before you look. Oh, no, look, no. No, don't. You okay. got a few look, seconds to tell the story. don't say. Look, but don't say. And then say. Okay? All right. Before you look, the question is, Joe, who do you think is it, loves more? Is it wait? Me? Is it better? Wait, do I, I love you more? Do I love you more if I called you first or if I called you second? First. See, I don't think it's a matter of love. I think it's a matter of trust. Who do you trust more, Aaron? That depends. I'm gonna go. Who with would I call first? Joe. <laughs> I think you called Joe first. Or maybe it's who do I think has a lamer life and it doesn't have anything to do more often. He's trying then to Then like that would be Jerry. Or is it <laughs> who, who, who do I feel like owes In me fact, a favor? I can logically deduce and know that you called Joe first. Because I agreed to come get you. Very well done. One thirty-five p.m. One thirty-eight p.m. <laughs> He's like, oh, what you doing? And whenever somebody, the <laughs> what you first doing? line out of their mouth, what you doing? I'm like, ah, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> I am I, uh, uh, the, the, uh, I am feeding hungry children so, in Africa. <laughs> so the synopsis of this story is you trust Mo Joe more. He ignored you. You trust me less. I agreed to help you, got halfway there, and then you said, never mind. You didn't get halfway there. <laughs> you got to never mind. You didn't get I'm halfway there. So I was in the wego. You were not. <laughs> I was too. Dude, I texted you like 10 minutes. I said, I don't need you there for an hour and a half. And I texted you like 15 minutes later. Yeah, but, but I needed paint. So I was going to stop at Ace and... No, no, no. Listen. This, That's your you're, you're, No, you're off the hook. Because oh, okay, okay. I really wanted to read <laughs> my book. So I wanted to go there early <laughs> and read my book until you got there. Until we got there, okay. And then, so, so it wasn't I was trying to play the system, and then the system backfired on me. So <laughs> I was, oh, I was like, uh, "Oh yeah, babe, gotta go uh, help Aaron." So go. he ended up not needing you at all. No. <laughs> so this makes me feel even because I got there, I and I'm like, "No, wait a minute, we're on the river. We passed a bunch of people in tubes. Yeah, how were those people getting back to Croton?" Did you hitchhike a ride with somebody on the bus? Time out. So they've got these buses. I don't know if you if you're not familiar with how this works with tubing. Um, you you park a vehicle at a spot on a river, and get your tubes out, and you park a vehicle at the end where you're gonna end, and you float down the river in a tube or kayak or. Or some if you like those two girls who got lost on the Muskegon River, you believe the river's flowing in a loop. What? Stop it. No, this is you, – you can look it up. It was sometime in the last four or five years. These two girls put in – I don't know if they were thinking about Pines Point because there is a place that the river flows in almost a loop around a peninsula where you can see right. one yeah. part of the river to the other. So I don't know where they got their information. But they put in somewhere on Maple Island, I believe, or near Maple Island. And they went all the way up to Lake Michigan. They went – like they got all the way down into the swamp flats in the middle of the night – Lost. This is why America's gonna collapse. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the river came back. It has around nothing to do with fascism. Nope. It has nothing to it. do with, with totalitarianism. We're done. It has nothing to Fold do it with it up. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> we had a good run. <laughs> so anyway, so we did find someone. They have these so there there are these um, businesses who have these old crappy old school buses and vans and whatever and these Pinkies, trailers. Wisners. And so they don't give advertising out. 
If I can't advertise, you can't advertise for them. They saved you. You can redeemed roofing and exteriors. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, um, I uh, so I go to this one of these guys pulls up in one of these vans to pick up a bunch of stuff. I'm like, hey, and it, has, it says Croton floats, and I was like, that's where I'm going. Hey, man, you wouldn't happen to be headed back to Croton, would you? He's like, I am. I said, uh, we, we left the keys for this car and that truck. He's like, oh, it happens all the time. 13 bucks. I'm like, great. Deal. Oh, shoot. I don't have any money. <laughs> any money. <laughs> well, thankfully, the 89-year-old guy we were kayaking with. <laughs> is he really 89? He's really 89 years old. And here he is, kayaking down the river. But um, he did have, so he pulls out this little plastic bag, and there's his wallet. And he pulls his wallet out, and I was like, so I uh, so I get in so I get in this van. There's a lady and Your her fancy two. debit cards. Nothing beats cold hard cash. <laughs> this, this is a miracle. There's this Leave lady and her son's in there, right? And uh, so we're riding along, and it's hot, and we drive out this gravel road, and we're about a mile down, and this guy's got this big long van and this big long trailer, and it's this like lane and a half road. Guess what? I didn't have with me the truck keys. <laughs> So we had to, I said, dude, I said, he's like, I got to find a place to turn around. I'm like, dude, I'll walk. It's okay. Not your fault. Par for the course today. No big deal. Just <laughs> let me out. I'll walk back. I'll get him and I'll catch a ride with somebody else. He's like, no, no, man, it's no big deal. I'll turn around. So he turns his bus around and <laughs> drives me back to grab the keys. The day that Aaron almost killed an 89-year-old man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But... I will allow you all to ask at some other time who put the keys in the truck and left them there. I'm going to assume it's not you, which leaves one other I person. I say there I have no comment. Because I, I doubt no your children comment. I have are no further enough. comment. All right. Man, he calls me politically correct. And Yeah. Aaron gets that title now. Yeah. Give me so, back your not so wait a minute. correct Something part. screwed up, and it wasn't my fault. Like Which this, is not. Probably the GFI that did it. <laughs> <laughs> is the GFI a trip? Did you check the GFI? I, I did not. See, there's your problem that right there. That's my problem. Jeff. You don't forget your keys if you check the <laughs> GFI. Check the GFI. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you can't yeah. let the smoke so, out of your tools. So, it, it, let the what? Smoke out of your tools. Let the smoke out of your tools. Power tools run on smoke. Yeah, you, you got let the tape, smoke out. Tape that stuff yeah. off so the smoke can't get out. The smoke comes out. Your tools don't work anymore. You know how hard it is to get the smoke back in your tools. There was a mechanic shop that posted something. You know how like every year people throw out memes like terrible things you shouldn't do to your vehicle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, it's winter. Don't forget to take the antifreeze out and replace it with good clean water. Like <laughs> things like that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there was somebody who actually listened to one of those memes and it's probably the same guy that put Clorox in oh their veins. My. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to uh, stop sharing these Again, that that was again of... it's not fascism, <laughs> it's not totalitarianism, it's not socialism, it's, communism, it's capitalism. It's water, antifreeze, and Clorox injections. <laughs> and, and, it's and idiocracy and, and is looped, what it is. And looped rivers. <laughs> yeah, looped rivers. Oh yeah, just go ahead. It'll loop around. Don't worry. <laughs> That sounds yeah. like something I'd say. Yeah. It's like that one guy like, yeah, the trees get COVID. Whoop. No. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and that song starts playing in my head. It's the end of, of the world, world as we, we know it. it. And I feel fine. So, what do you got? What's new? What's hip? What's down? You got Just your... Morality gig. Morality gig? Yeah. Oh, boy. In this email. Oh, boy. We got an email with a recommendation. This is one from Ryan, right? From you, I yeah, Ryan, Ryan, this is you. So everybody else understand. This is how hard up we are for emails. <laughs> Ryan's been gotten a lot of life out of this one email. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, <laughs> we only referenced the email before. Now we're actually digging into it. Sorry, go ahead. I do I love you, Ryan. You're a beautiful man. Ryan, I don't know who you are. You're, you're great. Beautiful. However, yeah. I don't know. Flamboyant. Define. Flamboyant. I could care. It's time for definitions with Ryan. I don't know if I'd be considered flamboyant. Aaron, for sure. Joe, <laughs> at is, times. What, what do you mean by flamboyant? You were the one. Like last episode, you're doing like flailing your arms, flailing around. hands, and finger bibles, and and whenever you get passionate, you thump the table at me. 
I do. Yeah. <laughs> Let me prove my point. Yeah, and take it out on the table. <laughs> and unfortunately, the louder and more passionate you get, the closer you lean into your yeah. microphone. That that's intentional. That has to do with volume. Like, like he tried, Like we do this naturally. Like it's the same thing when you raise your voice when you're in a. That's how discussions get heated, because we're trying to emphasize our point with our volume. Uh, rambunctious and flamboyant. Rambunctious. I could, I could go with rambunctious. I'm, I'm rambunctious. Especially when Will's here. We're kind of all over the place. Yeah. And which, you know, By proves the, way, the you, point. Yeah, because we've been talking for now like two minutes about an email we haven't even referenced yet. Yeah. Well, we referenced it. We haven't read it. No. Well, we read rambunctious and flamboyant. And we Morality. Said so there's theonomous or natural law governed by God uh-huh. for morality. So we all have the same law written on our hearts by our creator. Morality is defined by the character and depth of our relationship with God. All right. So the topic is morality, and you're going to give us an overview of different types of morality this is, resources? Yeah, yes. All right. Heteronomous, different law. That is a big word. Moral realism defined by an outside force. So one Isn't may impose his or her force? morality upon others based on their views of which is right. Must be other than God. See, this, this is a little beyond me, so Ryan, yeah. forgive me if we're not doing well. But I'm I th- swinging above my weight class. I th- we point. are, but I think we can get there. I think we can get there. I don't think we're above our weight class. I just think we're wrapping our minds around words we haven't used. Yeah, that's a lot of um, syllables. Autonomous, <laughs> and then there's autonomous. Self-law. Uh, moral relativism. Each person determines what's best for him or herself. So theonomous is God says what's right and wrong. Okay. Heteronomous is somebody else says what's right and wrong. Okay. And autonomous is I say what's right and wrong. Many in the world would say we live in a society of autonomous morality. But then if a Christian attempts to explain a view stance of theonomous morality to them, they tend to shift to a heteronomous view and try to suppress, override, or silence the Christian. This is true. Yeah, I don't know that I can talk for a long time about this. We don't have, well, we, I, we can go some places with it. Like, where do we get our morality from? I mean, I think we all fall in the Jesus. camp of... Jesus! Yes. And the inerrant, in its original text, to its original audience. <clears throat> Don't go back there again. <laughs> Bible. <laughs> Speaking of one thing getting lots of mileage. Jeez, come on. <laughs> so what, what was his question in there? Or was that just a statement? He just, yeah, just thoughts on morality. Oh, there was a gotcha. question in there, wasn't there? No? Uh... Define morality. This was that what I read to you was his starting block. So I think the issue is the suppression of theonomous. The suppression of the the move, I think the discussion is the move from a theonomous understanding understanding of morality morality to an autonomous and the autonomous accusing the theonomous of heteronomous. <laughs> Let's use smaller words. Let's use smaller words. Okay. Let's, uh, let me, here, okay. You God say the four it. again, I'm going to write them down because I already forgot what they mean. Okay. Theo. Okay. God defines morality. Okay. Theo, God. Okay. Hetero. Yeah. Society yeah. defines morality. Others. I would even yeah, just others. simplify okay. to others. Okay, okay. And then autonomous. But when... Auto. In his definition, and I think I, I think it's more fair to say society, if we're trying to dumb it down and catch the heart of what he's saying. Yeah. Because it's saying that a group of individuals imposes yep. their morality on everybody okay. else. Auto is self. Auto is I choose for myself what morality is. Autonomy. Well, wasn't there a fourth? No. I don't think so. Okay, maybe that's where I was confused. I was looking for the fourth one. Okay, well, I'm trying. Okay. Amor- we'll call it amorality. So say, no morality. Say, say the discussion point again. Define. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, as anybody who wants to talk about morality forces those who are autonomous. God morality. No. Okay, let's go ahead. Anybody, someone who wants to talk about any morality, uh-huh. those who are autonomous, uh-huh. um, chastise or frown upon or accuse them of heteronomous morality. Let me read how he says S- Societal morality. 
So many in the world would say we live in a society of autonomous morality. But yes. then if a Christian attempts to explain a view stance of God-defined morality uh -huh. to them, they shift to a society-determined view okay. and try to suppress, override, or silence the Christian. It's true. Christian. Because Lecrae asks in one of his questions, if what's right for you is right for you and what's right for me is right for me, what if... Or no, what's true for you is true for you, and what's true for me is true for me. Then what if my truth truth says your truth is a lie? Who's well, true? Is, who's, who's truth is truth? Right. That's where there there is there are essences of truth where my truth is my truth and your truth is your truth. But there are a lot of claims that are mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. Is that they so one in nullifies a sense, the my other. truth can just yes. stand for my experience, like the world as I experience it. It's right. different from the world as you experience it, even though the truth of the experience that we experience is the same. The way we experience it is different. So there's, there is there's gray some area play in, in a lot yeah. of that. But when it comes to morality, translating that into morality, what if... So if what's right for you, instead of true, if what's right for you is right for you, and what's right for me is right for me, what if my, my sense of morality, yeah. my right, says your right is wrong. Are mutually exclusive. Who's, yeah. who's right? One of us has to be right because and they're exact. So they're what in Ryan's then saying is that the person who says, well, what's right for me is right for me and what's right for you is right for you, as soon as they're confronted with an inconsistency, they fall back to the societal and say, well, the majority of people say that I'm right, so clearly you're in the wrong. No, the, they accuse... How did he word that? And I'm not, I'm, I mean, sorry, Ryan. If he's, I'm, no, he's, yeah, and he's. They, he used, they tend to shift to a heteronomous view. So society. And try, to, and try to suppress or override or silence. Perhaps. What, I'm not sure if his big concern is the shift of the view or if it's the suppression. It's probably both and, but it, it is a common tactic that if you are, because you usually start a conversation and it's going to be like my experience, but then if you're losing that, you will start to bring in other people to bolster your opinion, mm -hmm. right? You you will find backup if you are not enough to handle the situation that you're in. So if you're talking about God in an, like a, a moral, just talking about like why you believe what you believe, the Theo, right? Mm -hmm. To an auto, then if they are losing that conversation, they are going to naturally try and bolster their position With. by bringing in other points of view. Which I might argue is actually... Further evidence of a theologically or a God-defined morality because we want to appeal to something bigger than just ourselves. Well, we have to. Yeah, we have to, but we want to say that we are our own ultimate source of morality and truth, but, but we realize not. when we're confronted not. with an inconsistency, we have to have something else to back us up. We are a finite being. I like we how cannot... Vody, I like how Vody Balcom, Vody Balcom, I like how he says it. He says, I want to go to these moral, uh, moral relativists now and just... Punch one in the nose. Pop. And he goes, why'd you do that? Well, because it felt like it was the right thing for me to do. Right. It was right for me to punch you in the nose. And then the guys say, well, well, uh, but society has, oh, so society dictates what's right and wrong. Criminal society. <laughs> Well, well, so Am he goes on this whole big thing, oh, this whole big thing, but his, but, but the thing I appreciate about it is he, like, he wants to punch somebody in the nose. Like, okay, rubber meets the road, you know. I always want to punch someone in the face. You should do it. No. Just do it. And you'll be bleeding soon. I, what, I, what, I, what I want to do is, is, like, <laughs> see what that. I did there? Just, just, it was good. It, it was took a good. second. It took a second. Is buffering, a, buffering. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. Wait a minute, I've been insulted. <laughs> you didn't walk right into it. You asked it to walk right into you. You've never told anybody that? Like, walk up to him, like, you know, you have a really punchable face. No. I'm not the really aggressive. I'm verbally aggressive, but that's about as aggressive as I get. Yeah. Like, right. I just talk a lot. And then... I'm verbally aggressive. I don't know if I have an opinion on that. That's so aggressive. Oh, if I have an opinion, I will <laughs> opine. We're, 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 we're derailing here. Oh. We're going to stay focused on this? What? No. We owe it to Ryan, man. We owe it to Ryan. Thanks, to Ryan. To stay focused. Ryan. No, to be rambunctious and flamboyant. Oh, that's right. We're rambunctious. <laughs> of course not. We want to... <laughs> Lowered expectations. Why did you sing that? 
You got what is that? Is that SNL or is that Mad, Mad TV or is it? So, where were we? It sounds like Ryan is frustrated that when he's having conversations about God or morality in general, that people start to resort to like societal claims, right? Right. He's is a, he frustrated about the attack or the inconsistent position? I don't know. I, it, I would, it sounds that, that more like the inconsistent question. position. That was my question. Let's tackle both of them. So the inconsistent, okay. So, yeah, in, in terms of inconsistency, it's like you, how, because we, in apologetics, we often have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Truth and morality. Absolute morality and absolute truth, right? And we just made that shift on Lecrae. We substituted the word and it still worked and yeah. it still was yeah. part of the conversation. But shout out to Lecrae. Shout out to Lecrae. <laughs> if you're uh, listening, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know where uh, that, that You're a beautiful man. <laughs> so when it's always going to, I mean, it happened in the garden, right? Well, did God really say? I mean, that first seed of doubt. But here's, here's the last, what's the last thing he said to Eve before she took the fruit was the last uh, you words. can be like god you will be yeah. like god knowing good and evil and so ever since then we have continued to try to usurp god can't help but wonder if like In a way. the last question running so, through even adam's mind at the moment i wonder what evil is crunch <laughs> i don't know oh. i think though we can go back to like it, it sounds almost to me like he's frustrated with the way people argue or debate or, but uh, how do I say this? If you're swinging down, like, because the, what he's explaining is kind of a cheap move, right? If you can't engage on an intellectual level, then you skirt the issue, bring in other things, bring in other sources, right? Uh. You, see, you see what I'm saying? Like, it sounds like that's almost what he's frustrated. I could be wrong, but so that is more like a, a, a tactics of discussion, right? I, like, they can't swing up to meet your line of logic, so they're... So they grab something else. Grab something else. I think it also goes the other way. We can, that's that's I, where I was going to go with it. I listened to a podcast the other week. I actually I really appreciate the podcast for the most part, but they had, and it's a, a specific ministry, I'm not going to name it, they had somebody on who's very contrary to their views. Um, they're a, a very, very proselytizing evangelical right. ministry, and they managed to get this lady who was making belligerent comments on some social media platform against them, they invited her to join them on the podcast, and she did. And they kept coming back to this question, like, what morality do you appeal to? And she's trying to make arguments about other things, and they kept bringing it back to that. And I I get where they were going with it, because she is making an appeal to certain forms of morality that she can't answer. Like, she could not answer them. Like, well, you know, it's moral to do this or immoral to do that because societally we've agreed on it. Or like, and she would dodge a lot of yeah. her questions. But I felt like they were badgering her so mercilessly that I, I think the goal was for her to come back on, but she hasn't come back on to finish that discussion with them. Like she, I wouldn't either. <laughs> like my battery ran out was the well, end think, of the conversation, and yeah. I, I don't think she'll be back. But they did, on the other hand, they defended her against a lot of people on social media who were just shamelessly bashing her as like, you know, this daughter of hell, blah, blah, blah. They're like, that's not not how we treat people. Right. But then the way they treated her, it wasn't unkind intentionally, but I feel like she probably felt really cornered at the end of that conversation. Right. So they they ganged up on her and... I wouldn't even go that far, but they exposed an inconsistency in her logic and didn't give her time to process it. Mm. Well, you're, you're I, swinging it, down, I like wonder, because if 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 you hold the intellectual high ground, if you are more well versed on the issue you're talking about, and or more mentally capable than the person you're talking to, there's a point where you can swing down and you're just kicking below you, or you can wait for them to try to take the high ground and cut their legs off. Yes. Well, Obi-Wan don't, Kenobi. Anakin. <laughs> I have the high ground. Those memes are endless, and <laughs> yes, I love them. <laughs> I love all of them. Oh, 
I think it's something that I guts on the table here. Um, something that I struggle with is what is the purpose of the conversation? Yeah. You know, what, what really is the purpose of, of this conversation? Is, is the purpose of this conversation to, like the one you're talking about, was it to bolster the confidence of Christians who think that they don't have the high ground from an argument standpoint? Okay, then some of that might be justified. Yes. If the purpose of the conversation is to win that person over to your point of view, <laughs> wrong. But that can also way. shift in the middle of a conversation, and sometimes that's really hard to pick up too, because yeah. mm-hmm. you can go into that like they could I'm be going into at it. it with. I'm ridiculously awful. Because there's there's Painful. shifts, there's subtle shifts in conversations that where you're going into this like with a complete like you see an in and you're like, hey man, you want to talk about this? And then there's that shift, and it's like, okay, we're. Like, we're done a here. Wall, <laughs> like, a wall just went up yep. here. I need to wait until that comes down a little yep. bit more. My problem is not seeing that wall. And and I think a lot of it's from just the way I grew up and, and the way I was, you know. But it can go the other way, too. Because people can I, swing down at Christians. What, what happens is, what happens happens is it's more important to me to win the argument right. than it is to get anywhere but i'm right <laughs> yes I, it, you are it, it's it, <laughs> knowledge you know. puffs up yeah. love builds up <laughs> right yes i'm right yes and that person and now you're wrong you have destroyed <laughs> a person yes you know and you destroyed any hope of you know and that's hard like, that's a hard balance to walk because like you said like that can shift that's so but that, quick see, that's but that's how i was raised is your value came in your ability to debate and win an argument and, and win. Winning an argument was like, that's how you attained value. And I think there's a lot of people, I don't know if it's their upbringing, I don't know what it is, but, you know, who is it? Is it uh, a comedian who says, do you want to, do you want to be right or do you want to be married? Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? That's, do you want to um, be happy? Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Je- Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Allen. Yes. Jeff Allen. Do you want to write? Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And I yes. think there's a, there's a lot of people. The way I live my life, no. But, but there's a lot of people that don't understand. You know, do you want to be right or, and like they totally get emotionally caught up in it. And they totally don't understand. You have only two options here: be right or be loving. Be right or you can be both. Be you can. Sometimes being loving is keeping quiet about being right. Sometimes being well, but lo- I, I, sometimes but I think being loving is it, speaking up about being right. It, well, if you're right and you don't say it, you're still right. Unless you're but supposed I think, to say it. But I think what but what we say, what we mean when we say, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? It's do you want to make sure this person knows you're right or do you want to be happy? Do you want to make sure this person knows you're right, or do you want to be happy? I don't know if happy is the right word, because that, that, that what, joke is whatever. Yeah, that's a joke. in the context of marriage <laughs> but, as well. So. But, but, but the concept of, you know, do you want this person to know that you are right, or do you want person, this person to know that you love them? Or do you want this person to know that you are right, or do you want this person to know that God loves them? Or do you want... The, this person to know you're right, or do you want to be happy with this person? You know what I mean? Right. When when we say, do you want to be right? So ignorance I don't, is bliss, right? Just exactly. Forget it. Like, forget about it. Ignorance is bliss. in peace. Why do we have to go to the extremes on everything? Like, not you, <laughs> like us as a group, but just like humanity and, like, we go to either or. Like, you either have to be right, like, right is this... This or that. Making sure you win the argument. Like it's always you have this to or be that, right. not both. Yeah. Not both and. Who is it? Says, somebody know. always says yes and yes. Dean. It's yes and yes. Who's Dean? You don't know Dean. No. Except for yes and yes. Both and. Dean Vanderman? Yeah. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes and yes. You don't know him. <laughs> don't you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> I you, thought so. And you're like, okay, I don't know. Uh, I, okay, I don't know who know. either of you guys are talking about. No. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah. Are you going to the thing? The thing. The thing. I no, don't know what. You didn't get invited to the thing? Oh, well, I did. <laughs> that's uh, that's for, 
Terrible people. Do you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? I'm the dude disguised as a dude playing another dude. <laughs> it's a movie. What, what movie Stop is it. it. Oh. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, I watched that like two nights ago, dude. It's one of my like guilty movies. Like I, that's, that you hate that you find it's funny, yeah. but you hate that. Watch so it's many funny. of the movies that we watched growing up, and I'm like, if they tried releasing anything like that today, it, <laughs> it would be would like be... hate speech right away. <laughs> well, Tropic Thunder was like that. Like, oh, dude, it's Robert, it's Robert Downey. Do what is it? Robert Downey yeah. Jr. <laughs> playing an Australian dude. No, he who's yeah, playing, he's a, playing a who's like, playing a black yeah. dude. <laughs> I'm the dude playing another dude playing another dude. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the context. You're welcome. Sorry. Thanks. Joe's like, I don't, uh, don't, uh, don't care. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't care. <laughs> hmm. So do we do that as Christians? Do we, uh, because I, th- I feel like that's a trap that we run into. And there's people who, yeah, it's weird. I don't know if we want to go down that trail. Yeah, we do. Ryan wants us to go down that rambunctious and flamboyant well, trail. Well, it sounds like me and Ryan would almost disagree because like, it's, it's a tactic thing. Like, I would almost, like, where I would naturally go, and I could be misreading how he's, he's intending it, but, like, I would almost counsel, if you can feel, once you've, once you've brought something, if they start resorting to society, like, do you have to, like, that would be the point where I try to self-examine, like, okay, how hard do I need to push here, or is this like a, let's come back to this later, because nobody's really going to admit that they're wrong at that point. Like, I mean, it sounds like he gains the intellectual high ground in a lot of conversations that he has. So then it's a tact of like, now that you have outsmarted this person, what do you do with that? Like you have outmaneuvered them. Is this deja vu? Anybody else got that? Are we just saying the same things over and over again? No, like a previous recording. I don't know, maybe. Did we talk about this before? Not from this angle, I don't think. Because, I mean, any discussion, especially when you're on opposite sides of a... It's, a, it's a maneuver. You've been reincarnated, Aaron. This is just a flashback to your previous life. <laughs> That's the end of that analogy. Conversations can be engagements in a way. And if you think of them as battles, flanking, reflanking, getting around behind. See, but that's the problem. Once you get the that's, high ground. That's the problem, though. It's not the problem. It's a battle. It's, we view the conversation as a battle. That's not the problem. The problem is once you gain the high ground, what do you do with it? That's, that's, the, that's offer, the problem. Offer terms of... How you'll accept surrender. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm done attacking you. But ultimately, petty ultimately, loser. Should, this is how you yield to should, me. Sh- you know, uh, was it Spurgeon said when you're preaching, you go to the text and then dig a trough straight to the cross. Yeah, he's, he said, yeah, in another so, point, about you should trough. always be within three steps of the cross. Right, right. Yeah. And I, I think that's the winning of our argument. It's a very new idea it's as well. It's the concept of going to the, you know, get to the end of the argument, and once you've gained that high ground, once you've won the Just battle. walk away. No. Yeah. Point, but, it, point it to the cross and you, then walk away. You, turn, you, you point it to the cross. But Jesus, I, mean, I, I don't know. Just walk away. We're Here, not meant like to destroy. I refuse to proselytize. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's refusing If you to get to the top of the hill and you can see that they're in a position that the conversation continue, then by all means continue. Absolutely. If you can see that they're dug in and they're just going to fight until they're dead, then see. But once you've away. won the battle, they they're dead. I guess, in my opinion, they collapse. They've if you've gained the high ground, the battle is not over. Okay, you can either walk gaining away, gaining the high ground, or winning the and battle, leave them the dignity and a route away, or you can crush them. There you yeah. go. And, and I, ultimately, I think the goal is to not crush them. When I do notice that shift, one of my favorite lines is. I don't really have anything else to say. Yeah. Let me know if you think of anything you'd like yeah. to talk about. Like, I'm not good at that, but a few times I feel like I've had more effective evangelical interactions with yeah. people like that may not have agreed with me to begin with. It seems to go better when it ends on a, all right, so think on that and let me know what you want to come back to. Or... Not, not even that. Sometimes you can yeah. be silent, like you said. Just, sometimes just walking away. <coughs> sometimes in my conversation, you know, when <coughs> when I start to under when I start to get the sense that this is going to be one of those we we disagree, right? And we want to kind of lay this stuff out there. Um, I actually will say, look, I have been studying this thing since I was fourteen years old, so I've been doing this for twenty years. 
and I don't have all the answers, but I've been doing it for 20 years. How long have you held this opinion? And they'll say, maybe two years, and I'll go, then it's totally not fair for me to just sit here and hammer you with questions. I'm so much smarter than you. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's an amount yeah. of time. I said, it, I said to one guy, I said, okay, two years. So 18 years from now, let's, let's have a conversation. He said, no, no, no. And, and that opened the door, and it put me in my place of, look, dude, you can't put 20 years worth of study. But the length of time doesn't make you right. No, but... I have had these discussions for 20 years and I have had those questions asked of me so I'm ready with an answer. They have not necessarily yeah, had right. those questions asked of them so they haven't had a chance to stuff. Okay, I was having one conversation with one guy who was um, into Taoism. Yeah. And for like two or three years, Ooh. been into Taoism. I go Sorry, I just and thought so, of it. I'll write it down. And so I, I would ask him a question. Well, what about this? And I don't know. And well, what about this? Uh, I don't know. And so, if I, so I was like, you know what? I'm sorry. I've been doing this for 20 years. And so I've wrestled through a lot of these questions. I've had the time to do that. You obviously haven't had the time to wrestle through those questions of, of this. So I wonder if maybe you could dig into this question. Let me know what yeah, you find. Let me know what you find, yeah. And, 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 and then move on to the let me know what you find. You're, giving them, you're giving them... Like dignity in that conversation, you're allowing that conversation to. It it's hey, it I gained without saying it. I gained, I the, high gained the high ground. I'm let's, gonna let you let's walk sit away. Out and chat like, come on up here. And if if the person is able to rise to that next level, they'll see it and either come back to it or not engage again. But yeah. if they can't see it, then they just see it as like a tie, which can be better. So I had this while you were talking. Um. Is that how you're supposed to do it? Just write it down and then you don't interrupt the other person? <laughs> that, is, that is a tactic, yes. Got you. Okay. That's why you have paper. That's why you need paper. Okay, so I was see, going to the... See Jared oh, on the high ground over there? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to walk away. No, you see, I've been doing this for right 20 there. years, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> As the, the annoying, like the... I hate it when the like social... Like, I'm just going to leave this right here. Oh my, like makes me like, I don't ever read what you're going to say. I'm just going nope. to set this right here. Nope. Not reading that. Anyway. So we have these, these different types back to Ryan's email. You have the Theo, the hetero and the auto, right? Mm -hmm. We sit in the theological camp, mm -hmm. all three of us, right? Yeah. How compared to the other types of moral deciding moral, what are the size of those armies? Like what court, cultural moral value? Okay, so continue. That's that's a terrible way to explain. Sorry, I'm no, totally not tracking. I'm gone. Battle, okay. battle line. I lost you at Theo. So we had we had God dictated morality, societally dictated morality, individually dictated morality. Correct. Yeah. So those are ways of deciding morality, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We when when we're in these discussions, right, and we're talking about gaining the high ground and mm -hmm. moving around and things of that nature, we act as if we have. So each of those, imagine each of those had an army, mm -hmm. right? Whose army's bigger in oh. our American culture? American. Yes. In, in, the, in the culture that we walk around in, not in our minds, but in the culture we walk around in, which one of those three has the biggest army? I could argue all three In actuality or in self-expressed conviction? I could argue for all three of those. I could say even... Us, we battle daily with a desire to autonomously. I, think, I don't think that's what that's, you're, that's not where I'm going. Um, you think percentage of society who believes that God dicks, how many believe that God is ultimate source of morality? How many believe that society dictates morality? How many believe that individual dictates morality? I would, in American society, if it comes to people self identifying without actually thinking about what they mean, no, I'd not, say no, the theo, the, the what people mean from your not the self-identifying no, but like when we the, say theo we got to remember there are a lot of people who would say they're theologically correct. defined they're not but they're, but they're defined by their society in church and so this operating. is totally arbitrary so, or, and just or, your point of view not, or i would say people theo does not theo does not specifically mean judeo-christian let him talk right i'm just saying right I would say, and this is, I mean, super, 
opinion out of my butthole, my stinky yes. butthole right now. I'm going to say people who hold to a God is the ultimate source of authority line of thinking, probably like the 10 to 20% range. Okay. Society, 80%. And individual, 10%, somewhere in there. Okay. However that breaks down. I, yeah, I'm. Most people look to society for their guidance. I think best I got even thirds. Even thirds. Okay. Because I, I don't know that there's a way to measure it, and I think there's so much like okay, people who who like you mentioned, you know. Um, I say Theo, I believe God's the truth, right. But it's because I was raised in church. What is it like? Eighty percent identifies as Christian, right? Like I, I don't know where that line is, but I don't think it's eighty percent. Yeah. Right. But I would, yeah. Okay, so. How do we act when we're in these conversations? This is getting back to Ryan, right? And getting back to that whole, mm -hmm. these... We because act as though we are both, Theo, we are both God-defined and societal-defined. We walk around in America as assuming we're in that Theo group, like the people who actually look to God for our moral judgment, mm -hmm. right? We walk around acting like we're the biggest, baddest mofos on the block, Right. So we are a smaller force acting like the superior force, strictly in numbers. And I think that is another element to this discussion that warrants, like, and this is just tactics of Christians in America in general. Like, are we, are we big enough that we can just overrun the other people's positions? Mm -hmm. I mean, because we can beat them in individual combat, right? I mean, this is America's combat, and we, we can't, we don't outnumber people. But we, we can bowl people over. That's, that's a little bit of a bad example. But do we have the firepower to, to overrun them? Or should we switch to more of a slash and, when you say slash and burn? Firepower, are you talking like political? Yes. Because okay, we we, in our minds, if we have one-on-one -on -one discussions, like the whole goal in that individual discussion is kind of lead people to Christ and things of that nature. But we come at it as a society that our, like the weight of the God movement can overrun everything else. Like that seems kind of like the way we treat. I think it's possible because the people with the loudest voices make things change. If you look at just the LGBT movement, right? there's like what percentage, I, I don't, I'm making up a number. I think it's less than 10% of our population actually identifies as it's probably going to be way less lesb than 10. Yeah, probably yeah. way less than 10. But they have managed to persuade 70, 80% of the country that, yeah, it's totally cool. Even though 70, 80% of the country would also identify as Christian in some fashion right. or another, and that's a logically inconsistent position to hold. So that if a very small group with very loud voices with a very strategic plan has influenced the culture hugely, tremendously. So to answer your question... I would say yes, even though I would rank us as actually outnumbered with the right strategy and a loud enough voice, we could. But in the in the in that debate, uh, I'm going to try and not derail us onto something else. But yeah, I, I know. No, you're good. Um, in that debate, do people really disagree with our viewpoint that it's not necessarily the best possible thing, or do they disagree with how it's been handled historically? Like, what moral high ground are we actually fighting over in that, in, that, in that space? I think it's a fight to be the hero. So the group that can make themselves out to be the loudest victim gains the support of everybody who wants to perceive themselves as a hero. I think that's what's happened with it, essentially. Did I not no. answer your question? No, and I, I might just be asking a terrible question. I'm just breezing this out in my mind. <clears throat> I don't know, because it, it seems like the tactics that I see are that there is so much weight behind our arguments that there is nothing that can stand in our way. Oh, there's everything that can stand in our way. But... I don't know. Maybe this is... Maybe I'm, I'm making this too big of a thing. But, like, in, in my personal... View, I would view myself more as a gorilla. Like you, you slash and cut and you slash and cut and you slash and cut and you pick at the edges and you pick at the edges and then you fall back, cut, fall back. And 
Whereas a lot of other people <laughs> two like two in the heart and one in the mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, just on the edges, and then you fall back a little bit, and then but like that that would be the difference. A lot of people come at a discussion like I am the superior force, and I am going to overwhelm your position. And I think as a culture, we sometimes as like a Christian evangelical culture, that is our tactic is to just overwhelm instead of cut at the edges. Like we have the superior numbers. But now that we're becoming the minority. Right. Slash and burn. Do, do our tactics have to change? Slash and what's worked for other minorities to get a voice heard. Is that the tactic we should take? And in, 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 because we, we have, I think that they're, the population of people who would identify as evangelical is shrinking or like that, that, that tactic has worked in the past or is perceived to have worked, right? So relating it back you to... You can disagree. I, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not hearts. This is something I'm just thinking of, so I could be... So totally relating right. it back to morality, if the, going with Aaron, even thirds, the third of people who believe that right. God is the ultimate source of morality are in the minority as compared to the two-thirds... Two-thirds that are in the other... Is the most appropriate tactic brute force or is it... Right. Slash and burn. Cut and run. I don't know. It's just a random thought. Aaron, you look deep in thought. I am. <laughs> it's and, and it doesn't like that that's kind of an outside discussion. That's more of like a how do we handle these things, not necessarily who's right or Because up up to that question we were discussing everything like individually, like one on one conversations right. and you just moved it up to like societally, how do we approach culture and answer that big question? Because they are different. Like like um a a squad size movement like you attack that differently than like a brigade size movement. Squads are smaller than brigades. <laughs> You're right? talking like a, like, <laughs> like a team of four people is going to fight different than a brigade of four thousand. Okay. I don't know. And, and even within that, you have like that because that that four thousand breaks down all the way down to teams, right? So the brigade is moving in a certain way, but within that breaks all the way down to the team who's going to move in a completely different way. I don't know. That might be too big of an idea. Could be too big. Aaron I think there too much of a stretch. more time to wrestle with it. I think there are... I think, I mean, I've been studying this for like 20 years. <laughs> like, 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 when did you start thinking this way, Jared? I mean, I mean, I've always seen discussions as a movement. Mm -hmm. So, nice. 35 years, <laughs> I win. Oh, okay. Well, uh, maybe I just need a few. This is where you say, well, in about Aaron, 15 years. In about years. 15 years, you know, you come back to me, and you still won't have spent as much time, because I'm still going to spend that next 15 years. So, but, you'll, at least, but at least I'll be able to answer those you'll questions. You'll always be 15 years behind. Jared will always have the high ground over Aaron. <laughs> I've been thinking since I was born. Um. Uh, I don't know. That's a random thought. It's um, probably pointless. I think that there are, I guess when you start talking about discussion, going back to Ryan's email, you know, what people want to do, I think there are different scenarios. You know, if you are a Dr. Vody Balcom and you are speaking on apologetics and you are in a, you know, it's a, it's a public speaking event, I think you handle things differently than if you have been working with somebody as a coworker for five years and they finally broach the subject of this, that, or the other yeah. thing. True. If you have the platform for brute force, you use brute force. If you have the platform for Not necessarily. slash and burn, you slash and burn. I, I think it's totally situational. I mean, yeah. you know, if you are in a, and I know I'm just because it's an example, I know you guys have different opinions about different things, but if you're in a Ken Ham versus Bill Nye debate, yeah, it's much different than a, um, you know, Ken Ham talking to a group of Christians about apologetics. If you're in a at-work discussion with a non-believer, it's going to be different than a podcast with two other guys who have walked similar walks to you and come to similar conclusions to you. Right. So for you and me to argue about something, there's a different, like what's the goal of our argument Right. versus somebody who's not a believer that you and I, it's so, it's so situational 
that I don't know, you know, you talk about should, should we change because we're no longer the majority? Should we change the way we operate? I think in some situations, yes. In other situations, in other not situations, so much. not so much. We should actually even more so do what we, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. I think it's that's so just a, situational. Context, 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 context. Context, context. context sucks because that means that your answer is so minute. Like you have to narrow it down so much, you got to go through the whole thing on the next discussion. Why don't we just make a? It's why I couldn't get hired at McDonald's or Walmart <laughs> or Burger King. You guys hear about that? No. So a lot of the big corporations they have interview questions, mm-hmm. and they're like pre-screening before you can even get an interview. Right. It's uh-huh. name, address, past employment. 30-question pre-interview right. screen. Right. Okay. And so there's questions, like one of them, and I think this is for McDonald's specifically. I was pretty hard up for work at one point in time, looking anywhere I could. I'm filling out this screen. not so bad anymore. I started minimum at $15 an hour. No, it's up to 15 Read the sign, oh. depending on where you're at. Anyway, the question that stumped me first was, you see somebody spill a drink in the lobby. What do you do? A, go clean it up. B, tell somebody else to go clean it up. C, um, focus on the task at hand and clean it up later. D, and it gives another thing. And I'm like, "Ah, am I the manager? Is it really busy? If it's really busy and my employees are busy, I'm going to go get it myself. Is it under the chair? Is it under a table? Is it out in the main walkway? Am I not the manager and we're not really busy? I'm going to go get it myself. Am I... And like, so all of these variables, all of this context is coming into my mind. I'm like, I could answer this question 73 different ways depending on what role I am in, but I am applying for a generic position. It could be management, it could be cashier, it could be janitors. Like the context behind this question overwhelmed me so much. And I- Really? Oh my gosh. In all 30 of the questions, I'm like, so they probably see me at- I tell this story to somebody else and they're like, yeah, they're basically seeing your personality yeah. type. Like, are they going to look at you as, oh, this guy's a management person or, oh, this guy's a cashier person or this guy's going to be on the cleaning crew or the night crew or the the cook? Like, they're trying to get an idea. What's your natural instinct to do? So they look to how to feel, fit you into the organization. It's so, so it's like this little psychological profile of who you are that they're trying to get. So I probably look like this freaking schizophrenic <laughs> crazy person because every single company I applied to, they had one of those pre-screeners. I never even got a callback. <laughs> like, can't even get a callback from McDonald's. He sounds like a manager here. He sounds like a janitor here. He sounds like a lazy piece of crap here. <laughs> and here he could really turn this company over. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, context. It matters, and it's overwhelming to get bogged down in it, but it yeah. matters. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think we answered Ryan's question. Sorry, Ryan. Sorry, Ryan. Better luck next time. Yeah, better luck. <laughs> Try another podcast. <laughs> but, and I don't think we were very flamboyant and rambunctious either, so sorry to disappoint. Yeah. Yeah. Epic fail. Here. All right. Actually, all three of us at the same time. Flamboyant. I'm not Come on, Jared. That. Hands. I'm not the flamboyant. Come one. on, Jared. You two oh. are the flamboyant ones. We are pretty flamboyant. Fair enough. So to close, I want to hear why you say peace. What is the greatest gift God has ever given you outside of salvation? About five, seven, buck 20. Gorgeous. Aaron says wife. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Aaron says wife. Uh... See, honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Careful, don't walk that one back. You could be in trouble. You start walking that one. She, back. Doesn't, she doesn't listen anyway. Listen. You don't have to say that. <laughs> I know Jared's gonna say peace is the. <laughs> What's the greatest gift I've been getting other than salvation? Assurance. Assurance, right? And this, I think, this answer is gonna be different for different people, but. Like, I struggle with rage and anger. Like, I, I see the injustice in the world. Like, we talked about that one. Wait a minute. Like, that first four verses of Habakkuk, like, that's, that's me. Like, I can see it all. Like, God, why don't you do things? Like, mm-hmm. And that was part of my frustration. This goes into my view on foreign policy and my views on the military. Like, what is the greatest single thing is that level, like, there is a bottom to, like, the anger and the rage, and there's somewhere I can bring that. There's gotcha. peace. So you say peace, 
when the conversation's over. You say assurance when the conversation's over, and I say my wife. <laughs> right. Well, this is Undignified Christianity. Email us at undignifiedchristianity at gmail.com. Share, like, review, and uh, um, no. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Peace. Assurance. My wife. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.